On April 28, 1953, I quit my job as a cataloger in the map collection of the Library of Congress. After work, I met Robert Cage, my only friend at the library at a dreary bar on the other side of Folger Park. Robert had first acknowledged my existence three years before, a month after I started at the library, when I came to work wearing my baggy Parisian flea market suit with a plaid flannel shirt and a tie. What are you supposed to be? He said in a flat, expressionless tone. A poet monkey? He was right. It was the poet's outfit circa 1950. But Robert was dressed almost identically, and if he had smiled, I would have taken his challenge for a bit of ironic humor. But he just stared at me, so I said, Monkey see, monkey do. I was rather pleased with myself, but I got no reaction from him. I must have made some impression, however, because the next time we ran into each other, he asked me to sleep with him. When I told him that I wasn't homosexual, he said, If I made this mistake, imagine what everyone else must think. Let them, I said indifferently, though of course I cared. Robert didn't care what anyone thought of him. We were both marginal people, but I was frustrated with my status, while he cultivated his nondescript quality. He had dead white skin, drab brown hair, and bland, impassive features. He wore heavy-soled black work shoes and brought his lunch to the library in a metal lunch pail. A brief twitch at the corner of his mouth sufficed for his rare smile or frown, A trace of snide insinuation in his voice was his only inflection. I was jealous of his deadpan style, though I was too self-conscious to emulate it. We would sometimes take the train together to New York for a weekend. My twin sister, Alice, had moved to New York at about the same time I moved to Washington, and I would stay with her and go to the opera and museums. Robert would spend the weekend drinking and going to jazz clubs. During the return trip, he would mock my taste for Mandarin culture. What did Bernson say when you quit? Robert asked. He was referring to our supervisor, whose attachment to his collections of fire maps and colonial America maps was pathological. It took him a while to realize that I was quitting, I said. He couldn't believe that anyone would choose to leave his little world of maps. The only thing he cared about was whether he would be allowed to replace me. I hadn't actually told Robert what I was going to be doing. He was staring at me in his disconcerting way, his face frozen, his pale eyes fixed intently on mine. It was a look that often impelled people to babble on until he gave some enigmatic hint of approval. But I was immune today. Finally, Robert said, I imagine they won't let him replace you for a while. You'll be good for the budget. He ordered another whiskey. And you're going to be... I'm going to be on Senator Saltonstall's staff. There was a long pause, while Robert gathered his imperturbability. I could read his mind. This was a big step for me.